listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. Hey guys, my name is Tanner Peterson. I'm the director and writer of Minus One. Hey, I'm Dayton Edwards, and I'm the director of photography for Minus One. Uh, you guys may have known us from um, our feature film, uh, Minus One, which uh, was a accepted film in the National Film Festival. And as well, uh, we just recently came out with a new short film called The Dog Catcher that's doing pretty well in f- film festivals as well. Uh, we're currently working on a new film that's not yet titled but um, it is in the it, it's in the Vietnam era, but we don't like say that in the film. But um, yeah, that's currently what we're working on, as well as a little bit, a few other small short films. But that's what we're up, been up to. Tanner Peterson, Dayton Edwards, Peterson Films. Welcome to the Make It Podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so excited to have you guys on. And uh, for those in the audience that don't know why this is so special, uh, Tanner and Dayton, you guys are both 18 years old, correct? Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually still 17. Yes. And I turn 18 in July. Yes. So that's so. you, Dayton, right? You're 17? Yes. yes so yes. Dayton's 17, Tanner's 18. Yes, 18. And, yeah. and when did you guys actually complete your first feature film what age were you uh we were i was what 17 you were 17 that would make me 16 yes so yeah i was 17 he was 16 and we uh finished it in the spring of our um junior year so in high school that's so incredible and so that makes you two the youngest people we have ever had on this podcast and it's it's a change of pace for our audience a change of pace for me and i think uh there'll be a lot of fun that comes out of a conversation like this so uh but but i want to start with the current day and we are living in what might go down as one of the most historic years in american history and I'm curious from your perspective and, and, and what's happening in your life right now at ages 18 and 17, being filmmakers and being teenagers, um, how are you keeping busy during, let's say, safer at home? Uh, so right now, so we, of course, we're, we're seniors in high school. And so it kind of impact us, impacted us a lot because, um, you know, we we lost out on that last quarter of, of, you know, the high school experience, you know, we didn't really have a prom graduation is in July. Like, you know, uh, a lot of things were kind of hurt, um, you know, and experiences hurt. Uh, but I, I remember when, when it happened and, you know, we still were unsure if we were going, you know, I was so tired of just sitting at home, you know, uh, I came over to Dane's, I was like, dude, we need to make sure film. like, we need to do something, you know, and I'm, I'm a soccer player and, uh, I missed out on my senior season. And so I needed something, you know, to get off of that idea that, that, that was happening. And so, 
you know, film is my love and I, my passion. And so I uh, just wanted to really start working on working on something. And so we decided to make this war short that, uh, that Dayton referenced to. And uh, it's it was super exciting. It took us like a month and a half to create. So, um, but yeah. Uh, and then just, you know, everything that's happened, you know, there's a lot of things even going on right now tonight. And, um, and it's just it's uh it's a crazy year. I've been uh, documenting it and, you know, maybe one day make a film about it. But, but yeah, I, that would be a great film. I'd, I'd love to, to see that. And <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd look forward to it. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it'd be one of hope or one of dystopia, but, but either way, <laughs> I, I think either narrative uh, actually fits. Um, how much how much Netflix and, and Hulu and YouTube have you guys watched in the last three months? Well, for me, actually, I haven't watched that much uh, Netflix and Hulu. I have watched a lot of YouTube, but uh, I've been trying to keep myself busy, whether that's, you know, working on the short films or uh, I've started up a YouTube channel. Um, Just, you know, trying to keep myself busy with whatever content, you know, I can create right now in the moment. So but, you know, I have watched a lot of YouTube. So, (laughs) yeah. And like and like for me, you know, Netflix, I mean, it's I've I've actually you know, I've tried to find, you know, what are some really, really good films to go watch. And, um, I found some really cool indie films that were, you know, um, low budget, but I mean, phenomenal. Um, and so, you know, just learning on what you can do with, with low budget. And so, uh, any recommendations, uh, freaks on, on, um, on Netflix is great. Uh, and it's like an action literally Oh my goodness! Like it could have been a Marvel movie, like in the theaters, but this is an indie film. Like it was astonishing to me. Um, uh, the Room. I don't know. Yeah, The Room. Uh, there's a couple others, but I can't really think on top of my head. But but yeah, like I mean, the, you know, and just being able to see the talent and it, and you know, being an 18 year old and having a feature film and all that kind of stuff, you then kind of you're like, wow, like there's so many talented people out there. And you're just, and it makes you like, you know, especially during this time, like I have so much time, I can't waste it. Like I'm still writing scripts. I'm still trying to, you know, pump out as many short films and content as possible. Yeah. I I love the room. That's a great recommendation. And I will definitely check out freaks. Um, I did watch the dog catcher. I'm I'm curious. Um, uh, you can tell the audience a little bit about what this is about, but I'm curious what inspired that type of film. Uh, there's a scene that involves thumbtacks. Can you, can you walk us through that and, and where was your mind at and, and what inspired this short film? Uh, so actually, um, our school did, um, does this two week film contest. And so we actually made the dog catcher in a total of two weeks and, uh, and our, and we would get like a category. And so that category was mystery. And so, uh, and we had some, some, uh, experience in that because of minus one. And so we were like, okay, let's make this like super enticing and intense. And so, um, with the thumbtacks, we kind of wanted the Dayton knows the reference, um, the saw movie, the, the kind of like the saw movies feel, um, mm-hmm. just very like, uh, people are being entertained by, by pain of other people. And so, and I thought we, you know, and it has to do a lot with the dark web, et cetera. And so, um, just, we, we thought that that was a cool way of, um, doing, doing the film. And then of course having the FBI, uh, part of the film as well. 
And, um, and yeah, so it's super, super, uh, cool idea and we, and we love it. Um, it, it was very much like, all right, we have two weeks to do this. Let's all go into my house. And when we all got there, we're like, okay, what do we have? Thumbtacks, genius. Yeah, let's let's put them on the ground, and then and that, then the dog catcher was born. Yeah, and so and and what was funny is you know at the beginning, of course, you think big, and so you know like one of the first ideas was um you know we were gonna have where the water slowly filled up and someone was like you know in like a tank yeah in like a tank or something but we're like we don't have a tank what are we talking about (laughs) you know like you know so you have to then you know kind of bring yourself down we're like tax is pretty cool work with what you got yeah so and you guys have been doing that for a while i mean uh just to put the audience in on it uh you guys live outside of greater nashville in a small town called named fairview Yes. Go to Fairview High School. And Tanner, you went from small town to small town. You're from Banks, Oregon, which is like yes. a town of 1,700 people yes. and, and and moved to Tennessee in the fall of 2015. So I'm curious, um, what was that move like for you? And um, you know, what was the moment? Because when you came, you're, you were a young, bright-eyed kid love playing soccer, still love playing soccer, which, um, is the first love of, of, uh, my, my good buddy and, and partner at Bonsai, uh, Nick Bugs. Um, so you guys have that definitely in common, but I'm curious, what was the moment coming from all the way Northwest to Tennessee? One, why did you come? I mean, was it something your parents were doing? And then two, um, which I'm sure it was. And, and then two, was there a moment that sticks out for each of you where you kind of knew you love storytelling? So for me, the move, uh, was just my parents, they wanted to get into another area that would be better for my dad as far as work. Um, just more opportunity out here in Nashville. I mean, Nashville's economy and just, you know, everything that's happening here is just amazing. I mean, you've got, I think, I think the stat is like 80 people moving here every single day. Like, I mean, there's, you know, and there's so much opportunity and as well, um, the school system at banks, you know, it's just a small town. And so, I mean, we, like in elementary school, we, music was cut out. PE ended up actually getting cut out. Like, you know, like all these things from budget cuts. And so my parents just wanted a better education for me and my sister And, um, and definitely like, you know, in banks, you know, it was, I think the only electives were, you know, little things like, uh, construction or, you know, like not, not that much opportunity, but, you know, when I come to Fairview, Williamson County schools, you know, I'm in eighth grade, that's when I moved and, and I see a video and they have these cameras and, and I remember in sixth grade, I, I would, you know, use my iPod and, uh, and make little films with, with my friends. And, um, and so I was like, Hey, that's cool. I want to do that. And so did that the first year. Uh, it's funny, me and Dayton, we talk about all the time. We weren't actually (laughs) good friends at that time in the first year, but whenever we came in that second year, that's when minus one started. And I mean that, I think that that was the moment that, yeah, I was like, man, I really love storytelling, especially once we finished minus one. That was that was it for me. I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So, Dayton, what was your problem with Tanner in seventh grade, eighth grade? Uh, so so it was in ninth, <laughs> it, it, it was in ninth grade when when uh, we both joined uh, broadcasting 
and we both got put in the first period. We were in the first period class together. And, you know, I had my friends, um, that I've known all my life. Uh, there were two other of them that joined and, you know, we, we had our little corner in, in the room that we would always, you know, mess around and joke in. And Tanner was just another person in the room. And sometimes I would think in my head, is this guy an idiot? <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. It just something about him. And he, he's told me the same thing. He used to think of me and be like, why is this guy so annoying yeah. and, and all that stuff? But, uh, second year we just, we got put in the same class again and, uh, we, uh, we started working on minus one and here we are. Yeah. I love that film brought you two together. So it kind of started minus one is a feature film you guys did, um, basically funded by the high school. And it's, it's so interesting how, um, that money and those resources are available as long as you're part of an institution, then you get out of an institution and you like scrap and struggle to find the funding when it could just be as simple as there being, you know, I, I guess if you're in, in, in the UK, you know, the BBC runs everything in BBC films. And, and if they like your story, they, they fund it and, and there you go uh, to a degree. Um, but here it's, it's totally different. You know, once you push out of the nest, you've got to figure it all out, uh, financially all over again. Um, but, but from your answer, Tanner, it, it sounds like you might not have been so sure when you started minus one. So, so how did you, how did you decide to take on, and, and as well as you Dayton, how did you decide to take on such a big task of shooting a feature film without having loved it yet? Yeah. So, so for me, it was just, you know, like, you know, you, you have that because of the first love, right? I always had this idea, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play professional soccer and I'm going to, I'm going to do, you know, and and that's what I want to do. Um, in the first year, you know, it was just like, it was something that I enjoyed and I, and I liked, uh, and then even starting minus one, it was something that I enjoyed and I thought was cool. And we would like, you know, it, it actually minus one started off as episodes, like it was a TV show. And so we would show them at our, at our F pack. So, you know, performing arts center and, um, and, and people would come in and watch it and then they would leave. And, um, and so that's how it started. And so it was something that was like cool and we, and we enjoyed doing it. But I think, you know, I mean, we worked on this for two years. I mean, that's insane. And then meanwhile, you know, I had soccer, I had, you know, um, school, of course, and same with Dayton. He had extracurriculars and, and school. And so all of that, you know, being put together and I mean, late, late nights. And, um, but once I was able to see the whole movie put together and see the story that I wrote, see the story that I directed, I was at every scene for, you know, all that kind of stuff, just the hard work. Um, once you see all that put together, like, you're just like, man, I want to, I want to make another one. Like, I want to, I want to keep going. I, like, you know, th- that experience was so amazing. And, and just being able to tell a story to people, have people impacted, you know? Um, and I, and I feel like my, we tried to do that with minus one and with a lot of people that it worked. Um, and, and that's something I always want to do is just be able to tell, tell a story and have people go out of the theater going, okay, that's cool. I like that message or, you know what, that impacted me. And, um, and so like, that's something that I always want to strive to do. And, and Dayton, for you, it sounds like you were in the film sort of club, film community, uh, around film enthusiasts a little earlier than Tanner. Is that, am I, or am I misreading that? So, uh, 
I didn't really get involved into like filmmaking until like my ninth grade year. But even when I was like, like in elementary school, I, I still remember going on like a, this train ride with my, uh, with my grandpa. And, uh, it, it was like a, it was like a, like a play kind of, you'd get on the train and then the train got stopped by cowboys and all that stuff, whatever. And I remember vlogging the entire thing on his flip phone, like just the entire thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I've always just been interested in recording things, not necessarily filmmaking, but just, you know, recording, making videos. Uh, and then in middle school I had dabbled in like, you know, YouTube just a little bit, you know, not really knowing what I was doing. And then entering ninth grade, I saw the program and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to, I'm going to join that. And so ninth grade comes along and, uh, I make a little, it was cool at the time, but looking back at it, it it's pretty, pretty not good. Uh, it was a little music <laughs> video, a little music video for, uh, the song radioactive by imagine dragons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right then I was like, ah, oh, that's so cool. I want to do something else. Yeah. And you know, which leads to, uh, you know, joining second year. And then from there, you know, we did minus one and the passion only grew and grew. Yeah. I think this is really the start of a trend because, you know, watching some of your old musicallys and watching your stuff on YouTube, watching TikTok stuff that it, and just looking at your stuff on Instagram and just kind of, uh, doing the research, uh, so that I could have something intelligent to say to you two gentlemen, uh, you could tell that, that you guys have a knack for, you know, short story, quick story, funny, uh, positioning the camera, uh, making sure the narrative is right. But all the kids growing up today, uh, are going to do that. And I, I haven't talked to any person that's 20 years old or younger that doesn't want their own YouTube channel or isn't constantly using video to tell stories. Um, so I think we're in the midst of, of a platform and, and film revolution, unlike anything we've, we've ever seen. And that might be the understatement of the year where people say, Oh, no duh. But, but how that translates into, I think younger people becoming better filmmakers faster, I think is, is what's really going to, to play out. What's really going to be important. Um, you talked about like sort of the struggle, the two years to make a feature film versus, you know, most films are shot in about, you know, 18 to 25 days, maybe 18 to 30 days. And then you go into post and that's the long part. But two years is a, is a pretty tough sled because you've got school, you've got extracurriculars, et cetera. Can you each talk a little bit about the role of your parents and, and how they supported you in all this and what it means to you? Uh, yeah. So, so actually, you know, when we first started with, um, with making minus one and, you know, the episodes, so that was our sophomore year. Well, I, I remember we checked out the equipment and for a favor with, with Mr. King, who's our teacher and, uh, checked out the equipment for the summer and the entire summer I was, I was texting the group chat, like, Hey guys, can we record? Can we record? And it never matched up. We couldn't do one scene, one scene during the entire summer. And, um, because just nobody could meet. And it was just like, it was the most insane, like experience I've ever had. And so I remember when we got back, it was actually a group. Most, most of the group was like, let's just move on. Like, it's fine. It's okay. People will be upset, but it's fine. Let's move on. And I remember my parents, me, uh, and I didn't want to because I'm, I'm very like, I don't want to start something, but then not. 
And so, um, and then not finish it. And so, but I remember talking to my parents because I was like, I don't want to force them to do something, but also I don't want to make them like, I don't, I don't want them to look back and go, dang, we should have just finished it. Like we should have just finished that project. And so I remember my parents, they, they specifically told me, they were like, Tanner, we don't quit just because it gets hard. Like, you know, you, you need to finish it. And, and they were like, we know that something great will come out of it. So, you know, if you work hard and you do this, we'll support you. Just keep working, keep doing and, and just get them to come around and, you know, and, uh, just work hard, you know, like just get that because once you're able to finish this project, then they were like, you know, you will, you will feel like nothing else will be, will be in your way. You know, you, you never stopped, um, with, with your first project. So why would you stop with, with any of the others? So that, that was, and my parents, the entire time, you know, I would have three hour, you know, uh, sleep nights where, and I mean, like there were times where in a week I was only, I only slept 15 hours just because of the work and the emailing people and, um, outreach and every single time, you know, my parents would have to come wake me up for school and just always constantly, you know, having that love of, you know, um, the parent love of, and support that they knew that, you know, I was going to, I was working hard for something. And I mean, I, I can't even express, um, how much love I, I felt, especially on that premiere night, uh, when my parents saw that I was, that I actually finished it. And so, you know, it was a great experience. Thank you for that, man. That was, that was awesome. Um, any, any thoughts to add to that, Dayton? Uh, my, my parents, they were, they were, uh, also very supportive. Um, they're a little bit more old school. So, you know, they, they saw like me spending these, uh, you know, hours of working on this project. They're like, Oh, well, how is that really going to benefit you when you're out of high school and going to college and getting a real job, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, as it went on, they kind of like understood and they're like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, this is something that he can actually pursue and all that stuff. So it, it was a bit slower process. Like there, there were nights when like, uh, I can remember one, uh, shoot specifically, we, we had to go shoot a scene at the school and it was like three in the morning or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I got to go film this scene. But my parents were like, no, I, I don't think you need to go film that scene. And so, you know, I missed out on that a little bit. But as time went on, they, they eventually just, you know, allowed me to be in like a, a higher authority of my own life and like kind of let them they, they let me kind of made what I think was the right decisions, mm -hmm. um, which I think is very important. Uh, and so I, I did what I thought was right and I went to every shoot that I could. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean like, and you know, and, and we, most of our editing sessions even were at Dayton's house mm -hmm. and I mean, we did all nighters. I mean, it, it was, we had a, we had the TV monitor. I was sitting there and I was helping, you know, you know, of course, you know, putting my input as a director and Dayton would be back there. Austin, our editor for the film would be back there, you know, doing stuff. And, and so, you know, his parents are, were very supportive, especially when, once we got into the editing room, because I mean, we would be up all night and then two days later we'd be up all night again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was over and over for months, you know, doing that, um, and just trying to put together the film. Tanner, what advice would you give to kids out there, um, that might be in high school right now that might eventually get to listen to this, 
that don't get the support they need from their parents? How, is there any advice that, that or, or Dayton, if, if you're better equipped to answer, please do. I, I'm curious um, because I think it's the story of a lot of young filmmakers is, okay, um, my family wants me to go get a quote unquote real job. They want me to invest my time in something that has a higher chance of paying off. Um, but, uh, it's funny, you know, there's a, there's a quote and I'm forgetting the attribution right now, but it's goes success is getting what you want and happiness is liking what you want. And, uh, I think sometimes when you don't, uh, get the support you want what what those, uh, family members are actually saying is we want you to be successful even if you're not happy. So with that as a context, is there any advice you would give that 15, 16, 17 year old that really wants to go for something big, but isn't getting the support? Um, you know, I think, I think if you truly, you know, like you said, if you truly want it and you truly want to pursue it and you love it and you know it's 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 kind of like martin scorsese says um you know if you feel like you cannot keep living without telling the story then you know i you know then that's where you're a filmmaker and if you're feeling that you know do not you have to understand that yes they're parents and, and that they're trying to look out for you and they want you to because, you know, filmmaking is a risky business, you know, and and there's a lot of things that can go wrong and you can, you know, maybe it's not the most stable in the world, but, you know, um, just have the drive. Drive is number one. Like you, you know, if I if I did not have the drive that I have, minus one would have never been um, possible. I mean, I, you know, I had to even whenever I felt like I wanted to cry you know, I was like, okay, next day, let's go. You know, things would happen on set. I would have to adapt. Um, you know, just, and if the parents are telling you like, Hey, no, we don't want you to do this, you know, still create, maybe not make a feature film because it is very hard to do so, but, um, still create, still, you know, use your iPhone, uh, go outside with your friends and make a film. Um, you know, doing it and just creating, um, is, is, is number one, you know, we were lucky enough to create quality with our films, but you know, that's not what's number one. Number one is just experiencing and making and creating because that, that's where you truly learn, you know, like you, you can, you can listen to so many, you know, big time directors and, and they'll, you know, say so many things to you. But really, it's you, you have to you have to just go out and create and just learn yourself. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for that. And we've talked a lot about this film, Minus One, which was an official selection of the National Film Festival in 2019, which is just an incredible feat for your first feature film. Um, what inspired the story? Uh, OK, so um, <laughs> it was just, you know, it started out as just like a mystery drama. And, you know, we just wanted, so, uh, if you've ever heard of the, you know, TV show Riverdale, mm -hmm. it was a super big thing at the time. And so, uh, oh, so it's big you know, now. 
Yeah, it's still big. And, and so, you know, we, we wanted to, we wanted to make something kind of like it, you know, a mystery, something to get people excited and fun to watch. And, uh, but I think, you know, as I wrote, as I started writing and, you know, continuing, especially when we decided, you know what, we're going to make it a feature, we're going to make it great. And we're going to, you know, uh, make this the best we can make it. And when I did that, I realized, you know what, I don't want it to just be something that's just, you know, something that's cool to watch, you know, something that, you know, people are like, Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, like I want it to be people are like, wow, like I learned something from that or, or that was beautiful or, you know, and I wanted, especially that we were high schoolers, I wanted it to make an impact on, you know, just touching on the high school brain of things, you know, like a lot of what people say is like our party scene is actually like a real high school party. Whereas most, you know, Hollywood movies, they make it like, you know, super jumping off balconies. Yeah. It's like, that's not (laughs) how it is. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's playing, you know, water pong and, and, um, uh, uh, ping pong. And so it's just, you know, and just hanging out and talking. And so, you know, just being able to do that and like from a high schooler's brain, being able to make, you know, an impact on, you know, what's happening in, in our teenage, um, uh, life, you know, we touched on suicide, drinking and driving, um, and then just, you know, how our choices can affect others and how to be aware of that. That's fantastic. I, um, I hope people do get the chance to see it and we'll circle back with, with how they can, uh, see that later in the conversation. Um, I have a question for Dayton though. Because cinematography, uh, while both cinematography and directing are, are highly technical, directing is a is also um, almost like a, a CEO kind of job where your communication skills get put to the test, your leadership skills get put to the test, and your decision making skills get put to the test. Where cinematography is is highly technical and more like being an engineer and maybe even an inventor than I think the lay person might even realize. So um, I'm curious, Dayton, what are, as you started getting good and trying to understand how to be the best DP you could possibly be, what are the two best pieces of advice you've received uh, along that journey? So uh, I remember when I first entered, I had no idea what I was doing like at all. Uh, But like some of the best advice is literally just, press record, try things, try a bunch of different things. Uh, like when we first started doing minus one, um, it was very basic camera on tripod pointed at the person talking and press record, you know, as time went, <laughs> as, as time went on, you start experimenting more and you know, all of a sudden now, uh, we're using gimbals, we're putting on handheld, we're putting different lenses on it. Uh, and so it's, it, from my experience, it was just a lot of experimenting because the class, while we call it TV and film, it was mainly like a school news show. And so when we came in and made the movie, it, it was completely different than what that class is used to. So our teacher, you know, isn't used to teaching something like that. So everything we learned, we kind of taught ourselves. So it's, it's just tons of experimenting and just trying different things, especially like, you know, when we were filming, we didn't do location scouts. We didn't have time to. So it would be showing up on set, choreographing, and then doing shot placement. And that was it. And so it's just a lot of quick thinking, uh, depending on like obviously what um, time frame you're in. 
but uh, and just experimenting, a lot of experimenting. Yeah, I love that. That's um, that's that whole. Uh, just get out there and shoot something. Get out there and, exactly. and, and even and, and even do if it. it's not great. And and honestly, I'd say that's one of the uh, biggest pieces of advice I've learned and will continue to preach is you do not have to be perfect from the start. Just go press record and do it once a week minimum or something like that. Just just do something to learn because like being so trying to be perfect at the beginning, you're gonna just keep putting it off. And then you won't ever put out a piece of content. Very, very good. I, I think that's great because, yeah, TikTok, right? The, the days of your life are, are flying by uh, yeah. and, and there's nothing on the other side of fear. So just go out and do it. Um, and, you know, Tanner, you're, you're, no, um, uh, you're no stranger to challenges. Uh, you're you're a, uh, a championship level soccer player. Um, you've endured, uh, a coastal change, <laughs> which is no yeah. little thing for, for someone who's, you know, in that middle school, high school place. And now you've made a feature film. Um, and now you're taking on a new adventure, which is called adulthood. So yeah. what is the biggest challenge you're face challenge you're facing right now as a filmmaker? Um, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, when you, when you're writing and, you know, when you're, you know, directing and especially like you said, you know, uh, you're tested on your leadership and your communication skills. Um, I'm, I'm very in my head and I think so fast in my head, sometimes it can be hard to, you know, to talk and to speak it. And like, sometimes I don't know what to say or how to express it. And so I think the hardest thing right now is, you know, just one being confident in my ideas and being confident in, you know, what I'm writing and that, you know, um, that I can write at a, at the highest level I can. And that, you know, like, is this the best I can do? Um, you know, and then just understanding, like I, I would give anything right now to go see, you know, one of the, like a great director, um, directing a scene. Like I would give anything I, I've looked on, you know, <laughs> behind the scenes all over the place. And it's, it's hard to find them where they're speaking to, to the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I just want to see what the best are doing and how they're doing it. And if I need to change how I'm, how I'm doing things, you know, I try to, I try to first, you know, I'll, I'll tell the actors, okay, you know, the script or you've read the script. Okay, go do it. I'll tell them to do it the first time. And then when they do it, then I'll tell them because I want their creativity to come through and then I will, I will put in my input because, you know, sometimes, you know, more heads on a project is the best. And so, um, and so, you know, I think the biggest challenge too is, you know, just having confidence in yourself and then just knowing that like what Dane says, you know, you, you can't be perfect and, you know, people are going to get frustrated with you when you're making a project, you know, people, uh, aren't going to like what you have to say, or even sometimes your, your ideas, you know? Uh, but you know, just know that when you're a director, like for that film, you are the brain and the person that's putting all of the pieces together. 
And so, and so, you know, that's why, you know, directors are so important in, in a film is because they're, they are the mastermind behind it. And so when you're doing that, you have to be prepared to, to mess up. And when you fail, you're going to fail way more times than you're going to succeed. That's just reality of it. And, and don't get discouraged because, you know, you have to, you, more failure, the more success. And so, you know, just, just understanding for me that, you know, I need to just understand myself and, you know, keep working, keep having the drive to make more stuff and hopefully become a great director this world will see. So. Yeah, it reminds me of Steve Jobs, part of his story, uh, founder of Apple, co-founder of Apple, um, where he talked about auditing calligraphy courses. And he took that sort of humanities approach and put it into a machine and that is really what drove the spirit of the Macintosh and Apple in general. And as a director, it might be interesting for you to discover um, non sort of typical courses that you could take that would actually help your directing skills. Like for example, um, taking a communications course so Mm -hmm. that you learned how to, communicate, write better, speak better, take a speech course. Right. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're more precise with your language. And, and like I noticed on one of your behind the scenes uh, videos that you shared one of your actors and the actor was joking, but he was a little bit, um, he gave you some pushback on, on some direction you were giving him. But a lot of that has to do with here I am as an older person and I, and I'm getting directed by a younger person that makes, especially how guys are, um, it can make them uncomfortable. So picking your words and making sure that the person that's receiving the communication understands the intent is, is so important. So, um, and, and certainly I think bonsai can help with, with getting you on set with some directors. It may not be Martin Scorsese, as you mentioned before, but <laughs> yeah. just seeing how some of these folks do it, I, I think, awesome. I think that's something that, that we can make happen. Uh, so we definitely have to get together after this conversation. Um, awesome. Gentlemen, uh, we, you sort of segue to it a couple of times in that response, that last response, but you know, which creatives do you ad- admire uh, most and, and want to emulate that, that are currently uh, in the industry, in the business? And what do you think they do from a technical or skill standpoint that makes their work stand apart and, and Dayton, I can start with you. Who are your favorites? Ah, uh, you've hit me with a hard one. Uh, hold on. So oh, yeah. I, I, I watch, I watched, um, have you seen the new Joker movie? Of course. Yeah. yeah okay. So I, that is probably one of my favorite films that have come out in a long time. Uh, the, the shot, the coloration in that movie was amazing along with the, um, uh, the, uh, placement of shots. Um, but, uh, Todd Phillips, he was the yep. DP of, or he was the, uh, what was he? Was he the, uh, director? director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Director. Uh, I, I really liked the way he did that movie. It, it, here, here's what made the movie good. In my opinion, it, it hit on topics that, you know, a lot of people try to not talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it may, it made a statement, uh, while still being entertaining and looking great. 
it, it, it did all those things. And it did great uh, character development for uh, a quote-unquote villain. And uh, I'm pretty sure I've told Tanner this a few times. My favorite characters in movies is a good villain with character build. Yeah. Those are my those are my favorite characters. It, it's something that really started fairly recently, uh, sort of in the last twenty years. The rise of the antihero. So we think about like shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and uh, movies like The Joker. Um, I also thought The Joker did a good job of. I, I know they said it was going to be a standalone film, but if they wanted to do like a better call saw almost uh, installation on Joker, it's set up for that too, where they could go in and just keep following the Joker until right. eventually yeah. the audience realizes that the Joker is going to run head on into Batman. Right. Um, but, but yeah, you touched on something interesting there, Dayton, because I'm not sure that the current zeitgeist, the current culture uh, views Batman the way the culture did, 20, 30 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, we loved the dark Knight. We loved that he was rich. We loved that, uh, he had a bat layer. We loved that he fought crime. And I worry a little bit, I guess worry is the wrong word, but, uh, I think the changing tide is that we do like the Joker and we might not, uh, sympathize, uh, and relate to Batman's story as much as we used to. We, some people might view Batman as a bully today, believe it or not. So uh, th- I thought it worked on all those levels. Uh, Tanner, who, who do you like most? And, and what do they do from a technical or skill standpoint that makes their work stand apart? Oh, man. I like th- This is something that people keep telling me to do is you know study on your film history. But um, I think I think I admire... I'm sorry. I apologize. No worries. Um, um, I think I think that one director that I that I admire, not necessarily his movies are 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 pretty interesting and they're and they're um uh very in your face and it's Quentin Tarantino and I think his story is is really cool because uh it's kind of like how ours could be. You know, and that's uh, that he made a film and, you know, and it was kind of like his film school. And then eventually, you know, he became who he is now. Um, but I admire how he how he writes and how he um, he starts with a story. And that's, you know, he he actually writes from the beginning, from the beginning to the end or, or to the middle. And then he knows where to go to the end. Whereas me, I'll actually go to, like I'll know where I want to go. Um, and so, and so then that's, and that's how I write, but, um, I, I have to agree like Todd, like one of the things that I've, that I watched a, um, thing with, with him describing a scene. And one of the things that I learned from him is he's like, you know, as a director, you have to look at, you know, you have to be master of tone and mood. And, um, and, it, and he described kind of that beginning shot of how, like you kind of felt uncomfortable, um, you know, in the Joker. And so, um, and so, uh, and, and that's how he wanted the whole film to kind of be. Um, and I just, I just think that there's so many things that I could, I, you know, that s- directors right now, um, just, you know, the way that they create and, and, uh, the way that they do things, uh, that I really need to look into, honestly. Um, have you but, seen all of Tarantino's films? Uh, I have, I've seen, um, 
I think I watched, yeah, I watched Pulp Fiction and then I watched, uh, I watched a little bit of Hollywood of the Hollywood, um, yeah, once upon a time, time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just, that, that's something I def- definitely need to do is look into history and, and just look at, you know, different styles and so I can find my style, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all of his movies aren't easy watches, uh, but yeah. Uh, but they are all creative and the way that his character development works, the, the type of language his characters use. Um, yeah. One movie he didn't direct, but um, but he wrote with True Romance. Um, yeah. You should check out, out that one. You may not uh-huh. love it, but, uh, but there's a lot in it to love from a filmmaking standpoint and just understanding what – the tone was that he was trying to achieve. So, um, yeah. my guy, if you wanted to know is Aronofsky, I love Darren Aronofsky and, uh, he always jolts you as well. So, um, started with an indie film called pie that you should watch. So pie like math, like 3.14, 22 over seven, <laughs> um, which has, and all of his movies have a big sort of revealing thing at the end. That is our dramatic thing that happens at the end. Um, you will not see a single more beautiful shot than the end of the fountain, which isn't a great movie, but that last five minutes is unbelievable. So Dayton, if you're looking for just a shot, that's going to take your breath away, go for the fountain and that, that last five minutes. And, um, the last film he made mother was, was unbelievable from beginning to end. And you talk about making someone uncomfortable Tanner. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that is, that is really an uncomfortable movie to watch, but also a, a brilliant one. Um, you guys, you guys are, are out and about, you're using your phones, you're on the internet, uh, you're on social media, you know how to use this stuff. Uh, you know how to leverage it, which is most important. Uh, we always say that here at Bonsai, that, that the film industry is changing the, way you promote yourself, brand yourself is all out there. It's all in front of you and it's democratized. Anybody can do it. So I'm curious, um, what would you say are the top three online resources for, um, filmmakers, uh, right now, if you had to, if you had to list three. So I, I'd say top three, in a specific order or just top three? Just top three. Yeah, that's fine. Just top three. Okay. I'd say Instagram, <sighs> Facebook, and I, I don't even know that how to use Facebook that well. It's something I want to get uh, more involved with, but the groups on Facebook are very, uh, I think, important and very useful. Mm-hmm. And the third one would have to be, I don't know, maybe Twitter? Twitter because things can blow up pretty quickly. Right. I'm not sure. I love that. Anything to add to that, Tanner? Uh, I think for me, um, you know, when, when you're a filmmaker, uh, um, the biggest things that, yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. So I have to agree on Instagram because, you know, Instagram is something I know and use. I don't really know much about Facebook. Uh, but I know that with Instagram, you know, I've researched so many ways on how you can promote and promote effectively. Um, and so, and when you do that, then, you, you know, it, it goes straight to those people that, you know, you're trying to get, get connected to. And, um, and so definitely Instagram, uh, I think any type of app, uh, that is video based like TikTok, like for example, TikTok, which is the one right now, uh, is definitely something you should use. 
um, because, you know, you can get a bunch of people to watch it. Now it's really hard. Like for example, I have one and I'll post like, you know, little tiny trailers on, on mine and it'll get like hundred views. I'm like, what the heck? Like, Mm -hmm. like the, the shots are great. Like what's, what's wrong with it? You know? But, um, but that's the thing. It's, it's one of those bases that it's hard to get there. But when you do, it can be extremely rewarding. You know, um, you have, you have hundreds of thousands of people that just watched your video. And then on top of that, you know, you're going to have some that are so interested, they'll actually go to your Instagram, follow your Instagram. And, you know, and, um, and then my, probably my last one would probably be YouTube because it's, because YouTube, it's like, it's not going to go anywhere. YouTube will always be there and, um, just constantly putting your stuff on YouTube. Um, and you know, something that I've, I actually learned because we had a previous conversation with you, um, months ago, just on a phone call. And something that you guys taught me was, you know, the most important thing to do is, you know, to get people to like you. And if they like you, then they'll follow you kind of like how your parents do, because because your parents like you. Right. So they're going to support you in anything that you do. So if you can get them to like you, then, you know, they'll support any video, any movie, any. So just being able to, you know, use all those platforms to get them to enjoy you. So if you can get them on your Instagram and you're posting about your family, you know, my future family or, you know, me playing soccer. And they're like, hey, that's kind of cool. Like he's a filmmaker and plays soccer, da, da, da. And so just getting them to like you. So definitely Instagram, any kind of video platform, you know, I don't know, in, in 10 years might be something completely different um, than TikTok. But anything like TikTok and then, of course, YouTube, because it's, it'll always be there. I, I'll never see YouTube going anywhere. So it's a nuanced shift, right? Because most people post content because they want you to like, or they want someone to like the content they posted. But the yeah. secret to uh, great uh, engagement is for people to like you. Yeah. And all the stuff that you post, and they like it because you posted it. And it's a nuanced yeah. shift that's that's hard to wrap your head around sometimes. But once you do. You're, you're off and running. And, you know, with TikTok, I think you're absolutely right. Their, their parent company is ByteDance. ByteDance is like China's TikTok. And um, they own TikTok. And they, um, they had 600 million people watch a feature film on their, on their app um, in, oh, wow. in February. Um, so you, sh- you should look that up. Um, it was a Chinese film. I think it was called Lost in Russia. Uh, okay. It had 600 million viewers captive right there on the phone. So I think you're looking at the future of film right there. And uh, TikTok is the most downloaded app outside of Zoom uh, of 2020. They had 10 million downloads just last month. Well, I should say in April. So um, really excellent feedback, gentlemen. And so uh, you've been so generous with your time. It's been awesome. I have a few more questions for each of you. Uh, Are we good on time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like we could keep going. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm having a blast right now. So <laughs> that's awesome. Likewise, I'm glad to hear it from you, man. Um, Seventeen and eighteen. What do you think? The, the age old question: Do you go out and make films and and try to freelance for a while, or are you guys headed to college? And if you're going to college, where do you think you want to go? So uh, as of right now, I am actually co running a freelance business called Moy Entertainment. And, uh, we do stuff like weddings and, you know, just whatever, any freelance stuff. Um, but I do also plan to attend college at Columbia state. They have a one year film certificate. 
Um, so I plan to attend that, and it'll be paid for by Tennessee Promise, which is awesome. That is um, awesome. But yeah, I'd say uh, you know, going to go to college, going to study filmmaking more while running a freelance business on the side, and I think that's that's my secret. All right, that's your plan. What? Uh, how about you, uh, Tanner? So uh, my plan is kind of a little more complicated. So I'm actually August fifth. I will be going on a two-year mission to uh, Porto Alegre, uh, Brazil. And then from there, um, I've talked to – I'm going to Utah Valley University um, and going to be going and studying film. I've talked to the director, and uh, I'm trying to pump out as many short films before I leave, and I could possibly get my first two years off um, just because of the level that I'm at right now. And so um, that's like a really good opportunity so I could possibly – you know, get, get a major in two years. So, um, so yeah, so that's right now that's my plan. And then right after that, I mean, I want to, I want to immediately go into, you know, making films, trying to get funding. And, you know, I'll, of course I want to use these short films that I have, you know, especially at this level because, and show as many people and companies, because, you know, if they see an 18 year old that can do this kind of stuff, then, you know, they're, they're going to go, okay, well now he's just going to grow. And by the time he's 25, you know, who knows what he can make. And so, you know, just trying to use that to get companies that will, you know, trust me and, uh, and then, you know, hopefully get enough funding to where I can start making some films and put them in festivals and, you know, go from there. I love it. Yeah. You, you have the saying, uh, find your passions and live for them. And, uh, that sounds like that's the case. The, the, I've been on a mission trip, uh, to Guatemala and Honduras, uh, where we're building homes for people who, uh, do not have the opportunity to have a home. Um, That's awesome. and, uh, knowing that you're going down there for two years tells me you're going to be probably someone that would have been like my guide down there. And yeah. I, I think this is going to help your filmmaking tremendously, uh, yeah. because of the experiences you're going to get. You've also been to, uh, You've also uh, seen the seven, one of the seven wonders of the world as well, right? And yes. um, and so you have an affinity for for Middle Central America and South America. So this will this will be great. I, I I have to ask the obvious question, um, and forgive me if it's if it's somewhat divisive. It's not intended to be, but okay. Dayton, you're going to Columbia State here in Tennessee. Uh, Tanner, you're headed off for two year mission, then headed to Utah back out west. Um, yeah. is there a plan to meet back up? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think it's on, in my opinion, I think it's inevitable. I think we will meet back up at some point, hopefully. Uh, I mean, I, as of right now, I don't have any plans to move from Nashville. I think Nashville is growing. I think the opportunity could come to us. Uh, cause if we go, if I go to somewhere like LA, it's just so oversaturated, you're just going to get lost. Um, and likewise in somewhere like Atlanta. Uh, but so my current plan is just to, uh, stay out here in Nashville, get uh, work out here in Nashville, try to make films, you know, do some freelance stuff, build a name here. And then hopefully, um, you know, uh, either Nashville will grow or once I built a name in Nashville, then I can go out to somewhere else like L.A. or Atlanta with a name already built so I don't get lost. Uh, but I'm not exactly 100% sure what Tanner's plans are. So so for me, um, you know, of course, I'm, you know, going out to Utah. But 
I am definitely coming back out here. Um, you know, just from the experience at Nashville Film Fest, you know, talking to people, you know, uh, I remember we, we talked to this um, one filmmaker and uh, we attended his movie, of course. And he was like, you know, going to L.A., there's a film festival every single weekend. You know, there's so many people trying to make it. You could just get lost and then you're just kind of always going to stay there at the bottom. But if you can create yourself to be the guy in Nashville, the guy in Atlanta, then you get called out to L.A. You get called out to, you know, New York. You know, the, like that's kind of what I want to do. And I, I definitely want to come back to Nashville. So, yeah, I think it's inevitable that we'll, that we'll you know, work on projects. Maybe not at the start, you know, maybe not you know, during college or, you know, when we're starting to build ourselves. But, you know, once we once we build ourselves, most definitely, I feel like we'll 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 be getting back together. I mean, I, I don't I don't think, you know, because, you know, I we have such a so much time for a career, you know, uh, coming forward. I, I can't imagine us just not working together for another, you know, 40, 50 years. So so definitely for sure. Thank you for that, guys. I appreciate the, the honesty and, and how contrite you guys are with that. And I, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Dayton, you lost someone special to you uh, recently. Uh, if you could say one thing to, to Grandma Tootsie, what, what would it be right now? Uh, well, I guess it would just be that um, I'm hoping I'm making you proud. <laughs> she got to see – did she ever get to see the movie? Uh, she did not actually. Uh, so that, that's actually, I think the reason we ended up kind of throwing it in there, uh, is be, it's actually a surprise to me, by the way, caught yes. me very off guard. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, she, she unfortunately did not get to see the movie. Um, but hopefully she watched it from above. So, yeah, you've mentioned that she wanted to see you do three things, make a movie, graduate and have a granddaughter. And, um, it stays with you when someone isn't able to see through to their goals. So, you know, it feels like the best thing you can do is to make sure that you see through your goals right. on her yeah. behalf. Yeah, exactly. Guys, this has been fantastic. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Will you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and on the internet and on the internet and um, perhaps even where they can see minus one? So, uh, to just start us off with minus one, um, we are actually right now looking to, uh, have it on Amazon prime. Um, if, uh, you, if you are <laughs> watching this weeks, uh, after he's posted this, um, we have an Instagram for minus one, which that is minus one movie and, uh, and just look at that and you'll get all, all the updates and we're actually working on a DVD right now. Um, so we'll have a DVD and hopefully Amazon prime here soon. Uh, if anything, uh, YouTube, uh, but we're hoping to get the Amazon prime, um, uh, for sure. For me, uh, Tanner dot Peterson 12 is my Instagram. Um, I think, I think that's kind of the only social media. Oh, and then, uh, Peterson, uh, dot films, um, for Instagram and YouTube. So, um, so yeah, so Peterson.films is, you know, my Instagram and I'll, you know, pretty much post if one of my films has gotten into a festival, you know, like all of the updates that I'll give and then, um, and then, you know, Peterson.films on, on, uh, on YouTube where you can watch all the behind the scenes content and, and all the short films. And, uh, after I get back from my mission, I plan to do like a, uh, 
vlog and of, of, you know, uh, every week of, you know, making a film. And because that's something that I think you need to do is to kind of study yourself and how you can improve. So awesome. And Dayton, where can we find you on social media and the internet? Uh, so on Instagram, it's Dayton underscore Edwards. That's with two S's at the end of Edwards. Um, and then I also have a business Moy entertainment on Instagram and YouTube. And then my and personal, you spell that? sorry, sorry for interjecting. Uh, no, no, you're good. Uh, Moy entertainment, M O I D space entertainment. Got it. And that is on YouTube, uh, and Instagram. And then my personal YouTube is day 10. That's D A Y one zero space Edwards. That's perfect. Gentlemen, uh, last question. Uh, which one of you had to beat the most ladies off with a stick once your film was done and, and it was uh, a selection <laughs> into uh, the National question. Film Festival? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe you go first. Uh, definitely me. Tanner, you don't – You Tanner, no. oh guys i wish you the best of luck in the future uh much success to both of you proud of both of you this is so much fun and um i look forward to seeing what else you create if you're listening to the audience please go support minus one look for it and their short film the dog catcher is on youtube right now do watch that Tanner, Dayton, I hope to see you on the outside soon. Sounds yes. good. I'm super excited. All right. Thank you again for this opportunity. It's Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. Take care, guys. All right. Adios. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information about this week's topics, including links to relevant blog posts, projects, and indie creatives, please visit our website at www.banzai.film. If you haven't already, You can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice by searching for Make It, Bonsai Creative, and the show will pop right up. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Book Us to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged, and thank you for listening.